This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, so there were some unique questions there in Ask Amy Anything. (laughs) Jay and I are kind of at a crossroads about what we want our next YouTube video to be. He thinks that we should be doing another video version of Ask Amy Anything. I would prefer to do the next episode in our Stairway to Seven series. Right now, of course, none of that's happening because it's so crazy busy. Um, But we are kind of at a crossroads. I don't know, Jay, if you're even close to having enough questions to do a video version of Ask Amy Anything. I've been saving I've been saving a little bit and picking up ones from, you know, as weeks go on, I store them, I save them, kind of like a squirrel with his nuts, but... Oh, really? A little bit. Yes, okay. Uh, acorns, but okay. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> Oops. I, uh, I have a, a bunch of squirrels, a family of squirrel, uh, squirrels who eat peanuts somewhere in the neighborhood. I don't know who puts their peanuts out for them, but like... I get into my shed in early spring when I haven't been in there all winter and the entire floor of my shed is covered with peanut shells. So there's apparently a family of squirrels somewhere who pick up the the peanuts and the peanut shells and bring them back to my shed, my nice, warm, comfy shed. Yeah, that's nice of them. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) <laughs> I guess it looks like one of those. Is it Texas Roadhouse where you get a uh, you get a is it a bucket of peanuts and people eat the you just crack the shells and people eat the peanuts and throw the shells in the oh, floor. I've never been to one, but okay. sounds familiar. I think yeah. that's the restaurant, but almost like a ballpark, right? Yeah. When we went to the ballpark, that's what we were doing. We were eating Always. fresh peanuts and people just drop the shells all over. Yeah. So that's what my shed looks like. That was not where I was going, but Jay said something about squirrel, blind squirrel finding a nut, so that's what happened. (laughs) Anyway, we haven't gotten to that point where we're ready to do another YouTube video. Uh, We can barely coordinate when to watch the latest episodes of Andor, so right now there's just a lot going on, and we're getting pulled in a bazillion different directions. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You can find us on Twitter, After Hours CBS. I always go back and try to answer some of your questions after the fact on our hump day. And 
Uh, I also appreciate that we get unique questions now and then. Uh, so, yes, we will definitely do this again every week, same time, same amazing local affiliate or SiriusXM, or if you listen to the podcast or you listen online, CBSSportsRadio.com, the Odyssey app, whatever it is, Ask Alexa. Uh, we're we're thrilled to have you with us. And I still get people all the time who say, hey, I'm moving. You know, where can I find your show? Or I'm changing shifts at work. How can I follow your show? Which means a lot to us, the fact that you want to take us with you. Uh, that's a great compliment. So we appreciate you hanging out with us. And the Hump Show is just, it's something we have to soldier through together. <laughs> We're inside the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. So on Twitter or on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence, if you've never checked out our YouTube channel, there's all kinds of goodies there. So feel free to do that on your own time. Easy to find if you search After Hours with Amy Lawrence. And my mom can find me on YouTube and she doesn't know anything about YouTube. Weirdly enough, she actually sent me a YouTube video and a link last week. I was very surprised. I thought it was spam. What, what is happening? How is my mom sending me a YouTube video? If my mom can do it, so can you. Want to hear something crazy, Jay? I swear this, I, I, again, thought, is this actually my mom? Who are you and what have you done with my mom? What did she do? Actually, I'll read you the text because you're not going to believe this came from my mom. So this is how I know that the whole world, quote unquote, is talking about roughing the passer penalties. My mom watches football only because her husband has it on. And she sends me this text after her husband was making a joke about the, it's just some stupid meme that he sent to my mom. Mike and I have our own little mini group text. Group text. A lot of times we're talking about our dogs, but whatever. So he sends me this stupid meme about the refs on Monday night. And my mom writes back, if they were such bad calls, why weren't they challenged? I was like, mom, what? Where did you get wow. that language from? <laughs> Why weren't they challenged? I know. That's awesome. I, I was like, that is really in-depth for someone who doesn't like football. After, after like a half of football on Sundays, she'll send me a text from Houston. This is so boring. <laughs> and now she's looking for challenges. When, when I have to work from her house, do you have to watch that all day? Well, yes, mom. Yes, I do. Kind of. <laughs> Anyway, yes, if they were such bad calls, why weren't they challenged? <laughs> I love my mom. She's the smartest person on the planet. Anyway, so that's a great question. Uh, and we do have an answer, actually, coming from the NFL and some sources. So we'll get to that th on this hour or during this hour on this edition of The Hump Show here on CBS Sports Radio. We've also got some QB news, too. Uh, and... Even though Mike Tomlin's not talking directly about QBs, he's talking about offense. And wait, can we just can we just go ahead and trot out Mike Tomlin? It has nothing to do with what we're about to talk about, which is playoff baseball. But did you hear what he said? We need this as a drop. So this is Mike Tomlin, the great Mike Tomlin, the great quote uh, on whether or not he is going to make changes to play calling or who's in charge of the offense or anything like that with the Steelers scuffling at one and four. I don't intend to change for the sake of changing, to shoot a hostage, if you will, or anything what? of that okay, nature. Okay, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> he said, I don't intend to make change for the sake of changing, to shoot a hostage, if you will. To shoot a hostage, if you will, or Oh my gosh. Okay, that's the kind of term that I would drop out there because I watch too many crime dramas. 
I love all the FBI's, all the the law enforcement dramas, like Chicago PD, and of course Chicago Fire. Like that's the kind of like I I love that kind of TV and and movie. I had no idea that Mike Tomlin and I had that in common. In fact, I was just watching an edition of FBI on Tuesday uh, in between the two games or the two rounds of games, and they did have a hostage crisis. I, I wonder if Mike Tomlin was watching the same thing. He was probably watching the same episode. I'm not going to make a change just for the sake of change. I'm not going to shoot a hostage, if you will. To shoot a hostage, if you will. Okay, let's be honest. Have you ever heard another NFL head coach or a head coach in any sport use that phrase? No, really haven't. Can we add it to our Mike Tomlin open? Uh, yeah, I can. Totally can. I mean, that's way more interesting than what Troy Aikman said on Monday Night Football. <laughs> to Just shoot a, a hostage. I mean, I get what he's saying, but you wouldn't get what he's saying if you don't watch crime dramas or if you're not in the world of crime and drama. Yeah, I mean, I think he's watching too many Law & Order episodes. <laughs> There's no such thing as too many crime dramas. I don't, I don't think dramas. shooting a hostage is... Uh... <laughs> now, do you think people are going to get really, like, outraged over it? The no. way that people got outraged over the Troy Aikman comment? I don't. I okay. don't. I mean, I don't love the Troy Aikman comment. Let's be fair. I think it's definitely sexist, but for heaven's sakes, like, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's not my favorite phrase, but there's no need to get outraged over it. Uh Interesting. I wonder if people are going to get outraged over shoot the hostage. Huh. Have you have you heard any uproar over it? Because I didn't hear it till I got to work. No, I haven't heard any uproar over it. I just I think I heard more uproar over the fact that he's not going to change anything over the fact that he said he's not going to shoot okay, a good. hostage. All right, because I would hate to have Mike Tomlin get lambasted for something like that. That's that's dumb. But we're definitely going to use it as one fear of sudden death. <laughs> which is why he's not going to shoot a hostage. <laughs> Oh, I wonder, who's, will. I wonder who he's thinking about. We're going to add that to our Mike Tomlin folder, though, because that's fantastic. Again, only Mike Tomlin. All right. <laughs> Baseball now. Just, I don't, that was in my head, and I just needed to tell you that Mike Tomlin's not specifically referring to quarterbacks, but he is referring to play calling duties. And in and, and our opinion, that means we can trot out any old Tomlin that we need to. So we're just preparing you for what you might hear from Mike well, Tomlin. You better knuckle up. A little bit later on. <laughs> It's put up and shut up time. What does it say about me that I have this stuff memorized? It's, it's put up and shut up it's time. It's a little bit like the Star Wars movies. I mean, why would you even watch them when you can <laughs> recite every line like I can and yet it's still entertaining to you me? You can recite Mike Tomlin press conferences like <laughs> like movies. Well, that's the great part. Lyrics. The old one, sure, but he comes up with something new every single day. Keeps you coming back. He does. <laughs> It's just another breadcrumb, another breadcrumb, another breadcrumb. Okay. All right. On that note, we're going to pivot. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. The San Diego Padres got into a 5 nothing hole against the arch-rival Los Angeles Dodgers and had an opportunity then to start fighting, scratching, clawing their way back in. Uh, and they had Julio Arias as well as the bullpen on the ropes in the fifth inning. Nola swings, hits it in the air to left field. Thompson over towards the line. Kim going to tag. Thompson makes the catch. Kim on his way. Here's the throw to the plate. The tag is not in time. This now has the feel of a postseason game. The early part of the game, it looked like the Dodgers are going to blow out the Padres. Well, the Padres have gotten themselves back into this game. The 1-2. Hard shot. Backhanded stab by Lux. Throws the second out of second on the first. 
double play. What a play by Luck, who throws to Turner, who fires a seed to first. Myers out by a step, and the inning is over. A spectacular play turned in by Luck and Turner, and then to the receiving end, Freeman. Wow. That is not just Jesse Agler on Padres Radio, but Charlie Steiner on Dodgers Radio, because after the Padres put three runs across the plate in the fifth, they ended up leaving. Uh, well, they ended up coming empty, coming up empty with the runners on second and third. Uh, Gavin Luck started the double play, and it was a huge moment for the Dodgers because after that, the bullpens really took over. So the Dodgers get on the board first, uh, and they're able to do what they do against the Padres, which is dominate them. I mean, the final score doesn't look like domination. Um, the fact is the Padres have lost 24 of their last 29 games to LA. So there is definitely a mental edge there for the Dodgers and the fact that they started out there uh, in Dodger Stadium. But what I really appreciate, and we saw some of this, on Tuesday in the division series, especially the the rematches, there's no intimidation here. The Padres are not intimidated by the Dodgers. Um, and sure, there's a little bit of gamesmanship. What did Freddie Freeman say? Well, they've they're hot right now. We've been hot for seven months. You know, like so it's good because I like it when there's a little extra edge to it when the familiarity breeds contempt. Um, and so the Dodgers get on the board first, and they avoid. I guess you could say three runs in the fifth is a big inning, but it could have been a whole lot bigger for the Padres. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, Manny Machado certainly understands that they don't want to fall into an 0-2 hole against the Dodgers and then be on the ropes before they even get back to their own park. Uh, Huge. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, we got you on the mound, so, um, you know, we we have confidence in him going up there. He's going to give us runs. We just got to, you know, give him a couple runs to, uh, you know, get us going. Speaking of you, it's funny because he said you, but he meant you, as in why you. Sometimes it's easy to lose that when guys are talking about you. So you, Darvish, against Clayton Kershaw in game number two, which takes place on Wednesday night. Now, the Dodgers, they had really no trouble with Mike Clevenger. They were able to get to him uh, early and often. As I say, they had... They had their runs on the board pretty quickly. And and for Clevenger, um, well, for Bob Melvin, uh, putting Clevenger out there, kind of hoping that it would be a little more challenging. But it was actually the bullpen that performed a lot better because he had to get to the bullpen relatively quickly. It's a team that makes you work. And you, they make you throw a lot of pitches. And when you throw pitches in the middle of the plate, they take advantage of it. That's kind of what I saw early on with him. He had at times had a good breaking ball, had times he had a good fastball, but they hit his mistakes. Clevenger didn't make it out of the third inning. Julio lasted the first five, but do you know for the first time since early July, as in before the All-Star break, he gave up three runs. That's how good he's been. And it was to the Padres there with the three runs in the fifth. So game one goes to the Dodgers. And a note here, by the way, this is a closer by committee situation for Dave Roberts because they decided to leave Craig Kimbrell off of their playoff roster. So no Craig Kimbrell, the guy that they brought in to replace Kenley Jansen, who obviously is now with the Braves. Uh, they decided 
they couldn't trust him. I mean, let's be honest. That is what they decided. They didn't want to take up a roster spot with a guy that they were really uncomfortable putting out there uh, in sticky situations. And he's, I mean, it felt like I was watching Kenley Jansen all over again. Now, I know Kenley's got a, a World Series ring, and he's been so big in so many good situations, just like Craig, but not lately. And that's the part that gives you agita if you're Dave Roberts. Now, the Dodgers have some loud bats. Um, and the fact that they had five days off uh, was a big deal, right? So uh, guys were talking about it. The fact that they were able to to take a break, to reset. I mean, Trey Turner, he was, uh, he was right there in the mix initially in that first inning against Clevenger. By the way, the game is being replayed on FS1. And he says the time off was, was critical. You know, I feel good. I, f- I feel like uh, this year my body's felt... Uh you know, as good as it has in a long time. Last few years and years past, you know, you play banged up, but this year's been pretty good. So um, I felt pretty good um, body-wise, but yeah, having a few days off, I think, like I told you, mentally and physically just helps a little bit and help you uh, hit the reset button real quick and then get right back to it. So yeah, I feel good. If you're a veteran team, that's okay. Or if you're a veteran, that's okay. In the case of the Dodgers and Trey Turner, even though he wasn't with them for their World Series, he was obviously with the Nationals for theirs in 2019. And so the fact that these guys all recognize how you need to perform in the postseason, the edge, both mentally and physically that you need, that sense of urgency, the tension, and all of these are familiar feelings for the Dodgers for the most part. Um, and I would say for the Braves as well, probably the Astros too, though they do have some some younger guys that maybe haven't been in this situation before. Does it make the difference between who wins a series and who doesn't? Well, not necessarily, but if you're talking about having five days off and maybe getting out of rhythm and that whole rust factor, which five days seems quick to develop rust. Um, so I, I, that's not really an issue, but definitely not when you're talking about veteran clubs who've got veteran leadership. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing Clayton Kershaw after what was a bit of a surprise in a good way uh, season for him. But you know what? That resurgent season for Justin Verlander did not translate into the postseason. So we'll get to that coming up. Man, there were some really cool fireworks on the first day of the divisional series, but there was one 25-year-old who has to be top billing. Name and lights on the marquee. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Good morning to you. It's Wednesday. It's our hump show here on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours podcast. The one-two on the way, swing and a drive into the gap. In right center field, down for extra bases. Here comes Frazier. Kelnick Ronnie third being waved in. Julio in at second base. A two-run double for Julio Rodriguez pounding his chest. And the Mariners have a 3-0 lead. The look in by Verlander. And again, the 1-2 to tie. Swinging a line shot up the middle over the bag at second into center field. Julio being waved around third. Off of the ball, McCormick. The throw will go into second. Julio scores. RBI single for Ty France. Three runs are in here in the top of the second. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Rick Riz on Mariners Radio. The Mariners were able to get to Justin Verlander early and often. So six runs on 10 hits. 
This is Justin Verlander, who had a resurgent year, and I think you would call him a Cy Young candidate in the American League, but he has really struggled in the playoffs. And his last six starts for the for the Houston Astros in the postseason. So it's their last six starts. He's over. He has not won any of those games, and his ERA is well over five. And so the the Justin Verlander we're getting in the postseason um, over last year and then even to start this run is not the one that we are used to. Now, the Astros were able to chip away and chip away starting in the eighth and then on into the ninth. <laughs> this is why you never ever, and I mean ever, leave early. The 0-1. And Alvarez belts it! Deep to right field! Instant goodbye! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Unbelievable! The Astros a walk-off win! Jordan Alvarez, a walk-off three-run homer! And the Astros stun the Mariners in game one of the division series! Incredible! The house of horrors for the Seattle Mariners continues as they mob Alvarez by home plate! A miraculous comeback for Houston. Astros win it eight to seven. Our team was very impressive today. Uh, just the resolve in the guys, and uh, I was really proud of everybody. Um, Senior Don do that a ton. Uh, every time he uh, starts squaring balls up, you know he's going to do that a lot. 
So five runs in the eighth and the ninth for the Astros, who definitely enjoy playing against the Seattle Mariners. Now, the Mariners were familiar with Justin Verlander and did not care that he's Justin Verlander, former Cy Young Award winner, MVP, World Series champion, blah, blah, blah. And that's the beauty of facing a team in your division. You know the ballpark, you know the pitchers, uh, you know the crowds. There's no unfamiliarity. There's no uncertainty. Everything uh, is comfortable. Well, comfortable might be the wrong word. Everything is is familiar with for you because you play there so many times. But the Astros also enjoy uh, giving it to the Mariners, and there's no love lost there, which is why this is fun. 41,125 fans that go completely nuts when Jordan Alvarez hits that home run, a walk-off three-run shot. And by the way, one of the guys got on base with a hit-by-pitch and so the the first reliever who started, uh, it was Patrick Seawald, right? The first reliever who started uh, the ninth for the Mariners, he hit the, I think it was the first batter he faced. And so that put the extra runner on base. So Verlander ends up not being the pitcher of record, and he did give the Mariners credit for the way that they approached him, but he's also taking credit for the comeback. This is actually kind of funny. I came up here... <coughs> to look at some stuff and um, things started going better for us so we just stayed up here and then uh, and, and, and I didn't go back down there until Jordan hit the homer and I sprinted down as fast as I could and went and hugged him what is it about superstitions he actually believes well I think he's joking let's hope he's joking but you know how baseball players are they're so superstitious and then baseball fans as well but he says he left and he went up to the the media area um, probably some film uh, that he can watch there. He came up to look at some stuff. And so he was away from the dugout is what he's saying. He wasn't in the dugout. He wasn't with his team, which I think should should make it pretty clear how frustrated and upset he was about the way that he had pitched. Um, and then he stayed up there even as the, the Astros are coming back. Could you imagine? Jay, would you do that? I know you're superstitious, yeah. but would you actually do that? You don't want to see it from dugout level you don't want to be with the be there with your teammates you'd rather watch it on tv if if i made a move and that made the team start winning oh i wouldn't gosh. i would do what verlander did I'd what do the if same some thing. guy scratched his butt does he have to keep scratching his butt until they come back he's got to scratch his butt all the rest oh, of the game that is ridiculous it's so ridiculous it's and like the next game it's like someone saying justin verlander has a no hitter in the eighth inning and then all nope. of a sudden he- <laughs> don't do that <laughs> you have nothing to do with it <laughs> Just like Verlander's location in the stadium had absolutely nothing to do with it. I don't know. But, it, hey, if it made him feel good and the team won, you ride with it, right? I mean, no way. There's no way that I would stay upstairs in a stadium full of cra- – the stadium was pandemonium, and he missed it. He was upstairs. They wouldn't have won if he didn't do that. That's the thing. Okay, now you're just being ludicrous and ridiculous and asinine. Also, uh, along those same lines, I just got this tweet from Alessandro. Are you ready? Hey, why no hockey talk this morning? (laughs) I'm sorry. I just can't. can't. We had two games, two games last night. And yes, the hockey season's underway. I've mentioned it. I am not breaking down the first two NHL games when there are four playoff series and some controversy in the NFL. I'm sorry. You're just going to have to forgive me. But if you know me, you just know. No, there's Why no. Why are you so pissy, Leo? <laughs> Why are you so pissy, Alessandro? <laughs> uh, 
Okay, I'm just, I'm teasing, but that tweet did just catch my eye. Uh, if you too would like to complain, the suggestion box actually goes to producer Jay on Twitter, A Law Radio. He'll be happy to answer all of your tweets and handle all of your concerns. Happy to. It'll make my day. Emojis? Can you do it with emojis, please? <laughs> I could. He's, he sent us a couple emojis. One of them is the shrugging shoulders emojis. Why no hockey talk? The game went down to the wire. Just give him the upside down face. Here, how about this? I wasn't watching the hockey game that went down to the wire because I was busy watching playoff baseball. <laughs> That also went down to the wire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Scott Service uh, saw, of course, the the rally and the the look on his face as he's. I, I got to give him credit because I have a lot of facial expressions, and if I knew a camera was on me, it actually would be really difficult. He just had a bit of a grimace after the Astros walked off. It's a tough one. Uh, there's no question about it. I thought we played a um, a very good ball game today. We did a lot of great things offensively. Certainly, we got on Verlander early in the game and. Uh, did exactly what we needed to do there. But as I talked early about it and, and our team about it, it's, it's like a heavyweight fight. You know, you're going to get punched, and it's how you respond in those moments, and that's a tough one. And today I thought we had it uh, in hand. Uh, you got to give them credit. So the top two teams in terms of record, I know it doesn't matter in the playoffs, but the top two teams in terms of record, the top seeds in the American League and the National League, they both win the openers at home. But there's more drama to come. Oh, I, I want to make sure I mention, I adore Robert Ford and Steve Sparks as a play-by-play team. Can we just hear it again? They're yelling. I, it's fantastic because it's so loud at Minute Maid Park. And it's the kind of noise because... Because it's closed, right? It's the kind of noise that it sh- you can't get rid of it. It sits on you. And they probably couldn't hear themselves talk, much less think. And they are yelling at the top of their lungs. It's so amazing. The 0-1. And Alvarez belts it. Deep to right field. He's dipped it by. Unbelievable. The Astros a walk-off win. Jordan Alvarez, a walk-off three-run homer. And the Astros stun the Mariners in game one of the division series. Incredible! The house of horrors for the Seattle Mariners continues as they mob Alvarez by home plate. A miraculous comeback for Houston. Astros win it eight to seven. So good. They're so good. I Double was- your pleasure. Immaculate for everybody. <laughs> I enjoy enjoy listening to them even when it's not a playoff game. And when I heard that call, I'm like, okay, we're going to have to play that multiple times, especially especially Steve. So the first voice you hear is Robert Ford, the, the play-by-play for most of the innings. They go back and forth. But then Steve at the end, who's just screaming. It's fantastic. I mean, you get carried away in the emotion. A miraculous comeback <laughs> for Houston. Astros win it 8-7. to seven. I just want you to know we reached out to both of those guys actually uh, to get them on the on the show at some point during the postseason because uh, they've been guests before and they're great. Uh, but the game was earlier, so <laughs> they were probably resting their vocal cords. House of horrors for the <laughs> Seattle Mariners continues. So good, you guys rock! You killed it. All right, so we got the top seeds in each league moving on. Uh, the Yankees game was relatively boring by their standards, I think, uh, though they were able to get the the redemptive performance from Garrett Cole and then the Phillies. You want to talk about a sigh of relief. Woo. So we'll mix that in. Well, not we won't mix it with our QB news because that'd be like mixing hmm, motor oil and 
and milk. I just I don't think those two things go together. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Those were the two substances I could think of. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll manage to jam it all in. It's After Hours here on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Waiting on the 0-2 from Eflin. Randy Riding matchup. The 0-2 pitch. Into the air to right field, might drop in, charging Castellanos. He slides, and he has got it. Wow, what a catch. That's the catch of his career right there. Robs William Contreras of what would have been a bloop single to right field, and he charges in, lays out, and somehow squeezes it. Unreal. I saw him swing, and then I saw him hit it, and it was just going towards me, and I ran and caught it as best I could, and it worked out. I mean, that was kind of what was going through my head, honestly. It was <laughs> I was up there and do anything I could to not let it hit the ground. I thought he played great. I mean, from from uh, at bat one um, to you know being in the ninth inning right there. Um, I thought our whole lineup really had a uh, really good plan uh, today against Freed. Um, time of hitting with two outs, also um, just really I think all around thought everybody did a great job and um, what a team win. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Bryce Harper raving about about uh, Nick Castellanos, who really was the star of the show for the Phillies win in Atlanta yesterday. But man, it was dicey. Matt Olson hits a three-run home run to bring the Braves within a single run in the ninth. And the the diving catch by Nick to be able to rob William Contreras of an extra base hit and keep that rally going that was the moment but Nick also had three hits and three RBI and this was after a tough season and the fact that he went over seven in the wild card round so uh, you hear the call there on Braves radio Phillies hanging on for dear life there until the end now it wasn't quite that dramatic for Garrett Cole but he faced a, a pretty intense moment against the Guardians, top of the third, and he actually left the bases loaded. Uh, and so his stat line looks great, six and a third. He gives up just a single run. That was the Stephen Kwan homer on four hits. He has eight strikeouts. He throws 100 pitches. But, man, there's a little touch and go there. And I thought we might see maybe not a repeat of last year's wild card game, but I, I don't know. I wondered if he was going to cave to the pressure. I thought we did a really good job early, you know, driving this pitch count up. And then he had a real quick fourth inning that kind of got him back into the game where he was able to actually go out for the seventh. 
we had a real good opportunity. We had bases loaded um, and, and, and didn't cash in. So that, that doesn't help. But he, he's got pretty good stuff. I mean, you watch the game. He's got velocity. He spins the ball. Pretty tough to, to get a beat on. Gave him a couple free bases there in the first couple innings, but really got really good defensively as the game wore on and made some really good plays behind him. But I thought Garrett was – I thought he did a really good job of, of you know, kind of owning the moment, um, being unpredictable, and, and I thought his breaking ball was, was really, really on point tonight. A little bit of redemption for Garrett Cole after the Yankees' early exit last year, though, of course, this is best of five. Tonight, well, this afternoon, we've got game two between the Phillies and Braves. That's 435 Atlanta time. And then the Dodgers will host game two against the Padres. And that is at 537 local time at 837 East. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We love it when you join us for the Hump Show. We cram as much in as we possibly can. And true to our word, we're obsessed with our quarterbacks. Hurry back to throw. And it is. Is it tossed? Oh, my goodness, it's tossed. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. Back from under center. Steps back. Throws the fade. Cooper Cup's got it. Touchdown, L.A. Burrow back to throw. Looking. Firing deep for Chase in the end zone. He's got it. Touchdown. Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Mahomes fires for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. And off to Eckler again. No, Herbert keeps it. End zone. Touchdown. Herbert with his second of the day. Here's the snap. Josh going to keep it himself and run it again inside the five. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Josh Allen, nine-yard touchdown run. The Bills respond and then some. It's time for QB News on After Hours. I already talk fast, but I might have to go even faster on this edition of the show. (laughs) And I promised you the update on the roughing the passer stuff as well, so I need to work that in. But first, let's begin with Ron Rivera insulting his quarterback. So if you missed it, on Monday he was asked at his press conference, what's the difference between the commanders and the other teams in the AFC East that, I'm sorry, the NFC East that right now have a combined two losses. So Eagles, Giants, Cowboys, two losses among them. His answer, quarterback. Ron Rivera said the answer is quarterback. And obviously that's insulting to Carson Wentz indirectly, though he did say he doesn't have any regrets bringing Carson on board. Coach addressed it, handled it, nothing for me that I'm overly concerned about. Coach is a very straightforward, upfront guy, and um, he addressed it in the team meeting, which I thought was really cool, um, and what he meant by it all. So uh, I feel very confident in that. I spoke to my team this morning. You know, we, we I basically told them that I said some things that were misconstrued. I didn't present it properly, and that's on me. So I took accountability, told the guys that, uh, you know, I should know better, and uh, shit, I had a bad day. He's dropping more and more swear words, more and more words that have to be bleeped in his press conferences. It's it's Ron Rivera's going through it, but he's from a military family. He's tough. He's a cancer survivor. Uh, this is bringing out some true character in Ron, and I do appreciate that he accepted responsibility. It's happened to all of us. We've all had a bad day here or there. Maybe some of us more than others. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. Same division. Jerry Jones keeps answering the question, when and how will they decide if Dak Prescott is ready to return to the field? He's got to spin the ball. He's got to really spin the ball. And uh, you, uh, 
and just think about it and put your hand down on something like would be the equivalent of a football. Try to do that without thumb strength. Try to spin that ball. Try to direct that ball without thumb strength if you're really given a proper throw. You can't do it. Uh, but if you do have strength uh, and can grip the ball, then you can spin the ball. Unlike most injuries, that you have to have a feel. Uh, you have to develop uh, uh, ability to see if the quickness is there, what's the degree of quickness back if you were, didn't have an injury, all of that. seems pretty simple to detect. Uh, can he zip the ball out there and zip it. Uh, uh, oh, uh, make you. the throw? Uh, we'll start working on that uh, Wednesday real hard. Uh, he's certainly doing the kinds of things medically that you want to do. That is uh, the indications, the x-rays, all of that, having tremendous improvement. But can he spin the ball? Uh, we know like Dak Prescott can play, and we know he'll be ready to play the minute he gets a chance to go in the game. Can he spin the ball? I mean, all I can think is Globetrotter when he says it over and over like that. That's Jerry Jones on Sean and RJ, uh, our Dallas affiliate, 105.3 The Fan. But uh, let's be frank, there's a less... There's less of a sense of urgency when your team is not lost since Dak Prescott got hurt. And I love, love how thrilled he is for Cooper Rush. Can he spin the ball? <laughs> Stop it. Hey, the Giants have only lost one game. They got the same record as the Dallas Cowboys. They rallied from two touchdowns back of the Packers in London. So Aaron Rodgers with Pat McAfee. What happened in London against the Giants? Well, they threw a lot at us, and so we handled it for the most part pretty well. We just had basically the one sack, uh, not counting the last uh, Hail Mary attempt. So I thought the line held up pretty good. We ran the ball decent. They got some studs in the inside. 97 is uh, a premier player. But they play really well together. They fly the ball. Uh, and, you know, we had some opportunities. But like I said after the game, you know, our margin of victory right now is – our margin of error, sorry, is just it, – it's It's tiny. You know, we, we need to increase that through, you know, better on third down, better in situational football, uh, get some turnovers on defense. Um, and, you know, look, we're five games in, we're three and two. Uh, you know, we're in the mix uh, after five. Uh, we got a, you know, a stretch right here coming up after this home game of a few road games in a row that we're going to have to go on the road and and, uh, and win in some uh, some other environment. Not in first place, though. That belongs to the Minnesota Vikings. We know Aaron Rodgers likes a challenge, though, on the Pat McAfee show on Tuesdays. Now, he also talked about roughing the passer and the fact that he believes the playing field is tilted away from the defense. He actually said playing the other side of the ball is hard. If you missed that, it's earlier in our show on our podcast. Tom Brady on his Let's Go podcast was weighing in on the Grady Jarrett roughing the passer penalty late in the fourth quarter of his game or the, the Bucks game against the Falcons. It was a long hug, a long, unwelcome hug from Grady. And uh, he was in the backfield all day. So as I said after the games, I don't throw flags. What I do throw is tablets. And uh, I didn't have one accessible at that time. So he had a hell of a game. That's all. I'll leave it at that. Have we at, at any point reached that, that moment where the tablet jokes aren't funny? I mean, I, I laugh at everything, so I'm not a good gauge. Are the tablet jokes still funny? They're still funny. They're still funny? All right. Well, he he's going to trot them out. Even when he gets on Fox, it's Fox, right, that he's going to? Yes. NBC? Right. Fox? Fox. 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 With Kevin Burkhardt. Yeah, I can't, keep, I can't keep track of all their money. Uh, even when he ends up as a broadcaster, you can be sure there'll be plenty of tablet jokes. And plus, Jim Gray's a friendly audience, too, because Jim will laugh at anything he says as well. 
Tom Brady with Jim Gray on Let's Go and Sirius XM Radio. All right, we're going to shift a little bit now to the NFC South. Well, staying there, I guess we are with Brady. Um, but we know Baker Mayfield is injured. Steve Wilkes has taken over for the fired Matt Rule. So what is the sit rep with your quarterback? We won't really get an official injury report until tomorrow. Uh, so we're still waiting to see exactly where Baker stands. Uh, PJ is up and ready. Uh, he does a great job in being a pro and preparing each and every day. Uh, I have total confidence in him if he has to step in and play. All right, so the official injury report may not be out, but according to the unofficial report and the sources, Mayfield has a high ankle sprain. No other structural damage, but two to six weeks. I mean, that's a that's a wide range, but that's the deal with high ankle sprains. Um, you just There's really not a whole lot you can do. It has to heal on its own. Ask Mac Jones. It's pretty common in sports. So, P.J. Walker it is, which is maybe why David Tepper made the move now to get rid of Matt Rule. All right, so that's inside the NFC South with the Panthers. And then one more because Mike Tomlin is answering questions about whether or not he should give up play calling duties. I don't intend to change for the sake of changing to shoot a hostage, if you will, or anything of that nature. Um, If changes produce better outcomes or seemingly produce better outcomes or we feel like it puts us in position to produce better outcomes, then I'm open to it, certainly. Steelers averaging barely over six passing yards per attempt, which is nearly the bottom of the barrel in the NFL. And they only have two passing touchdowns. They did make the move to Kenny Pickett, but he had to face that Buffalo defense in his first start. So that was tough. So almost all NFC, except for some Mike Tomlin. Shoot the hostage. I'm sure he didn't mean you, Mitch Trubisky, or you, Kenny Pickett. <laughs> My gosh, that's such a, it's, it's a fantastic phrase if you're a fan of crime dramas like me. <laughs> I mentioned this earlier, I broke it down a little more, but in case you're wondering, no, the NFL did not, according to the AP, did not encourage its officials to call more roughing the passer penalties after Tua's concussion when he was injured on national TV. Now, take that with a grain of salt. You can believe it or not. Uh, but we already know that the NFL Competition Committee will be reviewing rougher the, roughing the passer, though isn't likely to make changes during the season. So we'll see. We'll see what happens moving forward. But, yes, the NFL is aware because we're all complaining. Have a great hump day. We'll talk to you tonight. It's After Hours CBS Sports Radio. Boom! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.